One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. We have a jam-packed show today. We have an interview coming up. We have some articles, Jeremy, that I know you want to get into as well. And uh, just a reminder off the top before we get into the meat of it, that if you're investing in RSP account, whether it's an RESP, RRSP, TFSA, uh, Lyft, Rift, Lira, all of those, for every $5,000 U.S. invested, you will receive one gram of gold. Uh, courtesy of Guild Hall. Now, we usually get to uh, you know an update, but something uh, really important off the top we want to get you into, and that would be the e-store. Fantastic. That's right. So we just launched our new Precious Metals e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com, and we've added a lot of features that our clients were asking for. Mm-hmm. One specifically is the Canadian exchange rate. It was something that was missing on the last uh, last version version exactly but we've also added paypal for those that want to utilize credit cards to make purchases of precious metals we've also added new programs like our monthly buyers program which has become very quickly very popular and what that is is that allows people to sign up to the program where they can buy small amounts of precious metals on a regular basis so it's sort of like a, a savings program and it allows them to accumulate so and then of course we're also adding a lot new a lot of new product this is something that paul's been very busy accomplishing where he's he's uh, contacting um, our suppliers and trying to get more products on the sites and and so we're we're dealing specifically one of the new things that we're offering are um, the kilo bars of silver nice. which have be, have also become very popular which is 32.15 ounces excuse me and uh, we're also offering a lot of grams of gold this is another product okay. that people are looking for because the price of gold continues to rise, right. people are looking at, at a, a less expensive way of getting in and, yeah. and the smaller increments of the grams. So you can do five grams, 10 grams. And uh, this is what we're also giving away if uh, with the RSP investments mm-hmm. for every 5,000, you get a gram of gold. So definitely go to the website, look at what, what we have on offer, same competitive pricing. We make it very easy for you to purchase your physical precious metals. And look, remember, when it comes to investing in physical precious metals, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. So this is a great way to get involved in the market for the first-time investor or for the investor who's accumulating over time. And again, it's I mean, you can literally do this from the uh, you know the PC in your living room. And Paul, what about uh, so if I'm investing in the e store, which you know it's going to pique a lot of interest, uh, I still want the benefit and the the uh, the proper way of doing things, and that is get it into the storage facility. Can we do that? Yeah, I mean. We don't recommend for people to hoard a lot of gold or silver at home. Personally, I don't keep one ounce of silver or gold in my house. It's not a good thing to do. Your insurance policy, home insurance, really only covers about $1,500 anyway for theft. And, uh, you know, I'm not one for digging up the garden or burying the basement. Under the bed, it's a bit lumpy. Um, So, you know... Some people want to take, if it's small amounts, you want to take it home, you want to put it in a safe deposit box, um, you know, that's not, it's it's okay to do. Um, we've, we've been, we pr- bring to our clients the best product out there, which is LBMA approved, which means if you buy it from us, you can, you know, when you want to sell it, you bring it back to us, but you can sell it anywhere in the world because it's approved nice. product. It's not a no-name Uh, product uh, you may be buying a penny cheaper or two pennies cheaper but nobody wants to take it back from you so to take it home is one thing to put a little bit away you know gold is easy to store you know an ounce of gold is basically 1700 you know canadian dollars you know you can hide an ounce of gold yeah but when you get to silver a thousand ounces of silver weighs 70 pound 100 ounce bar is you know around about seven pounds it's a bit lumpy um, so we recommend that you know you put it in the depository, which we offer, which is safe, secure. It's allocated. It's segregated. We give you the bar numbers. Um, you can even view it. I mean, we've had an unbelievable week this week, just in the RSPs and TFSAs and our Lyft accounts, where people this week have gone to the depository where they've purchased gold and silver and have checked out that the product is there and they've taken down the bar numbers, which check to what they've got. And we're just amazed how many referrals we're getting from people, you know, that come in and then they tell other relatives or their friends about what we're doing and how secure and they're actually touching the product that they've purchased. So the depository is a great, the depository for the RSPs and TFSAs is at the same location. It's IROC approved. It's a wonderful way to add 
to your portfolio and hold precious metals. If any time you do want to visit and see your metal, you know, we bring the product out. We need just basically 48 hours notice to arrange for the visitation. Jeremy was talking as well about RSPs and TFSAs. I mean, TFSAs to me is is an incredible way to own gold and silver for the simple reason that it's a tax-free saving account. Silver's gone up. How much have we gone up this year? 45% on silver this year Give since the beginning man. of the year, and, and gold's up about 25%. So, you know, if you would have bought early, you're already starting to make money. The cost of storing in the depository is one-tenth of 1% 1 of the value of the metal. That's awfully... Per month. Per month, which is really inexpensive considering the cost of insurance. You know, insurance just alone is about $25 a thousand when you're insuring anything. So, you know, if you've got $20,000 worth of metal, you know, the insurance on that would be $250 right. in that range anyway. So you're getting it for less than that. So it's a good way to store. But I'm looking at the price of metal today. You know, silver is is trading in the 1914 range, 1915. Um, gold is just over 1300 it's a great, great buying opportunity. They announced today in Algiers uh, that they're going to cut back, the OPEC countries are going to cut back on oil. And I think you're going to start seeing, it's only about a half a million barrels a day, but you're going to start to see the price of oil move up. Um, Goldman Sachs came out last week or the week before and said, you know, it's not going to go better than $40. With this cutback, you're probably going to see in 2017, which is only a couple of months away, oil hitting probably about $60 a barrel. And that's going to influence the price of gold and silver because it influences everything. It's going to bring inflation. You know, we've had very, very cheap oil for a long time. It's been very cheap to fill up your gas. It's a dollar a liter, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, people have very short memories to realize when it was a dollar fifty or $2 a yeah, liter, they forget. And it is brutal, you know. So all those big SUVs out there uh, are going to be eating up some gasoline. And the price will eventually move up. Although I guess that's offset by the fact that with all the low interest rates, they can lease their cars that much cheaper, right? <laughs> right. Uh, well, <laughs> getting back to leasing cars and selling cars, I mean, the debt on new car right. sales is become a little uh, doubtful. A little. Um, you Huge. Know, the defaults are getting way up there. And, uh, you know, the banks, again, went into uh, leasing and loaning car loans uh, at zero interest or whatever interest it was. And uh, it's starting to take its hold, the same as housing. We've got lots of bubbles. But let's get to the precious metals. Precious metals is a store of wealth. It's been a store of wealth for thousands of years. It is real money. Our show is called The Real Money Show because we deal in gold and silver, platinum and platinum, and it's real money. And we believe you should have at least 15 to 20% in your portfolio, just as an insurance policy, you know, everybody has health insurance, life insurance, car insurance, home insurance, but do you have any insurance against your assets, your capital? It's great right now, you know, if you're in the stock market and you're looking for dividends and you're getting that 3%, but if the stock market comes off, and the only reason people are getting into the stock market is to get some type of dividend on their money, some type of return. But if the stock market comes crashing down and there's problems right now in Germany with one of the largest banks, Deutsche Bank, you know, that that bank has dropped half its value, you know, since the beginning of the year. It's people are getting very, very nervous. Their capital is lower than they should have. You know, they got fined $14 billion from the Justice Department in the States. They don't have $14 billion to pay out. So they've got to negotiate a fine down. It's going to put them in a little bit of jeopardy, and this could cause a domino effect. Um, there's lots of banks there that are teetering right now in Europe, and this can be worse than the Lehman Brothers uh, that happened a few years ago. One eight seven seven eight silver is that number, guildhallwealth.com. Again, click on that e-store, have a look at it, start purchasing that way. You know, Jeremy, you know, we were talking about some updates now, and it was funny that Huffington Post just yesterday released a headline that said uh, the, for a lot of Canadians that another 200 bucks a month, just 200 bucks more a month, will crush them. That'll put them b below what they can handle a month. That's like a, that's a cell phone bill. That's that's scary. Scary, right? That's scary. I mean, well, look, if the, the, the fact is, is that low interest rates allow you to to take care of your debt easier and that's what everyone wants mm. I and mean, that's what 
unfortunately, it also creates the ability to create more debt. You know, servicing the debt is cheap, so let's just create more. I mean, that's what the Fed is doing. That's what the U.S. is looking for. Well, if the debt is, if the interest rate's at zero, whatever, negative, then we're we're winning. But, you know, Greenspan once said, we'll always pay our debts. They're like Lannisters if you're a Game of Thrones mm -hmm. fan. But they they will not guarantee the purchasing power once they've done that. So, yep, people are taking on a lot more debts. And we've seen this in Japan, the, the fact that they've had low interest rates for so long, printing money for so long. The only plus side of it is that it allows everyone to maintain a certain lifestyle for a, certain, for a longer right. period of time. But you, you literally are just kicking the can for the inevitable. And at some point, someone's got to pay the piper. And, you know, Paul, you were just mentioning a couple of things, involvement in the stock market and dividends. Well, you know, you were talking about Deutsche Bank, yet just today, um, Germany's second biggest bank actually suspended its dividend payments to its investors and, and let go of 20% of its workforce because it's just one of many banks that are in serious trouble in, in Europe. And this is taking away the headlines from what's the problems with the with the Italian banks. And we'll probably start to hear more about mm -hmm. the other countries' banks because the fact is, is it's one of these dominoes is going to fall. And what we have to appreciate is that this, look, think about the Fed. They're not raising rates because they're they're actually dependent on the market, but not just the market in the United States, global markets. Right. So if there's a problem in Europe, that means they have a problem too. So the fact is, is that banks in Europe have are in serious trouble, whether it's Deutsche Bank owing 14 billion or uh, Commerce Bank being in trouble as well. And so it's no wonder that the the other article we're going to discuss right now, which is that our friend Jeff Berwick from the Dollar Vigilante came out with an article uh, yesterday, I believe, talking about that Warren Buffett has the least amount invested in the stock market that he's ever had. Well, also, he's one of the largest stockholders in Wells Fargo. Um, and he's, you know, Wells Fargo has taken a hit. So, you know, that's another story there. Um, you know, how banks, or especially Wells Fargo Bank, you know, got people up to over five accounts or eight accounts. I mean, yeah, did, and, and mythical, you know, f fantasy. Land. And again, no one has gone to jail from 2008. So they all get to just continue to do what they're doing and they take the slap on the wrist. They pay their, they pay their fines, but they've made so much more that the fines is a pittance compar comparatively. Um, within the article, though, they were talking, uh, they got a quote from Tad Rivel. He's the chief investment officer for TCW's $195 billion investment fund. And um, he said, face it, the central bank emperors have no clothes. That this can continue on, but at some point it's going to stop. The printing's going to stop. The music's going to stop, as Dennis Gartman talked about last week. It's all about protecting yourself at this point. If people follow the smart money, if if Warren Buffett is getting out of the stock market, if banks are cutting dividends. Rats are leaving the ship. Exactly. Right. If if people are saying, you know, they're using all of the terms we've used on our show. The music will stop. The emperor has no clothes. Mm -hmm. The logic is starting to seek, sink in. How much longer can this keep going? You've got to have hard assets not assets correlated to paper money. Because paper money, the more you print it, the less it's worth. We do call that inflation. And whether or not the government wants to admit inflation, you can see it in your pocketbook if you know you need more money to buy the same amount of goods. As you said earlier, John, if people need are $200 away from, from being in serious trouble, it's because inflation has crept up. 5% a year inflation is 25% over five years and 50% over 10 years. Massive. That's massive if you're not really improving your, your salary every year in that capacity. So the fact is, is you need something to protect your wealth. Anyone in, in these businesses, in this industry will say, if you don't know anything about the market, you should have 10 to 15% of hard assets in your portfolio. We're going to be talking about another hard asset coming up in the next segment with our interview with Josephine Johnson of the Argyle Mine, which is Pink Diamonds, because that's another alternative asset that people are using to not only protect their wealth, but grow their wealth. And just getting back to gold and silver before we go to the break, the whole idea of holding gold and silver is that right now 
they are undervalued. Yeah. Even with a 20, 30% increase in both both metals respectively, they're incredibly undervalued and they protect wealth. Protect your wealth with the potential for amazing growth. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number, guildhallwealth.com. Again, as we uh, kicked off the top of the show, the e-store is where you want to check out. It's all rebranded. It's new. It's a wonderful opportunity to get some precious metals, physical metal, into your portfolio. We'll take a short break and get into that interview, that number again, one eight seven seven eight silver This is The Real Money Show. It's Talk Radio, AM640. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhalldiamonds.com. For the purpose of uh, the next little while anyway, you want to check out the collection online. It is fantastic. Pink Diamond's back in the focus, right, guys? Oh, absolutely, John. I mean, uh, we're really excited, uh, Jeremy and myself. We're actually off to New York tomorrow morning. We're recording this show on Thursday, uh, but we're off to bright and early tomorrow morning. We're going to the Argyle Tender. Take me with you. Um, it's um, only a very few people get invited to the tender. The tender starts off in Perth, Australia. It goes to Hong Kong. It goes to New York. There's probably about a maximum of about 100 people get to go to the tender to view the diamonds. Now, this year, um, the tender itself, there is approximately 63 of their top, right. top production of natural fancy color diamonds. And I'm just going to kind of give you a, you know, a quick synopsis of what uh, is actually in you know, the tender this year. There's a few diamonds that we are really, really excited about. And um, they have, out of the 63 diamonds, the top diamonds, their production, The di- some of the diamonds have got a little smaller this year, but the clarity has Im- improved tremendously. So let me kind of give you a quick uh, overview of what, what the 63 stones are. So the total of the 63 stones is 58.34 carats. Wow. That's basically, you know, a quarter of a champagne glass. You know, filled with diamonds. Um, there is two GIA um, violet diamonds. Now, violet is a, an incredible color. Um, there's three red diamonds, and we don't see red diamonds mm. very well. And they normally, now they're going for about $2 million a carat. The Argyle tender diamonds, God knows what they're going to go for. Um, there's one purposely red diamond, and we have a diamond. Um, that's actually on our we have we put it up on the website yet we haven't done that yet but we offered it out the diamond is a is a purposely pink but it almost looks red and uh, we've offered that out um to our clients and it's in the 34 35000 dollar mm. range it's only a small diamond it's only a 0.25 um, it's a VVS diamond. It's an incredible, incredible diamond. But it it almost looks a red diamond. But let's get back to you know the the tender. Um, there's 56 pink pink diamonds this year in the tender. There's 23 vivid, 11 deep pink, 23 intense. So that's the that's the production of their finest stones that they cut and polish. Now this tender has been going what 32 years, Jeremy. Well, we're about to find out. We're going to be speaking with Josephine Johnson. She's the pink diamond manager at Argyle. And so she's going to be providing a lot of great information all about Argyle. All right. Just so just to get an idea of this tender, out of the 63 stones, there's only 21 stones that are over a carat. So the rest of the stones are basically 0.40 to a half a carat in that range. And um, the... You know, the tender itself is attended by the most reputable and respected colored diamond merchants or dealers in the world. You know, when when you we bring to our clients Argyle pinks of the highest quality, VS quality and up, um, they are so hard to find. And we have to get across to our clients how rare and how great an investment an Argyle pink diamond is. Now, the mine's been open, you know, for 30-odd years, and in the average tender, there's 50 stones. That means there's only been about 1,500 top tender stones to hit the market. And a lot of those stones 
well, about 20% were VS quality. The rest were SI1, SI2. So to get a VVS1 or a VVS2 to cut a diamond, mm -hmm. an argyle pink, to that status is just incredible. So we're excited about the tender. I mean, last year we bid on five stones. We bid 40% more than we did the year before. We never won a stone. The year before that, we bid on about six stones. Again, 35 to 40% higher than we did. Uh, the year before that, we were fortunate enough to win three stones. Um, we're looking at, you know, a half a dozen stones this year that we've got our eye on. And, um, you know, we're really going to try to feel it out of what the prices are. Um, but there's such a great investment. You're looking to basically double your money every three years. So a lot of people buy these tender stones, especially the, the dealers, and just put it at the back of the safe. Mm. It's money in the bank. One eight seven seven eight silver is that number, guildhalldiamonds.com for the collection. Jeremy. So we've got coming up a great interview with okay. Josephine Johnson. Again, she is the manager of Pink Diamonds at Argyle hmm. Mine, which is a fantastic job. I, I doubt very much many people have held that esteemed position. No. She's been in that position, I believe, since 2006 or eight, if I'm not mistaken. And um, it's a great interview. We're going to learn a lot about the market. And uh, let's get to the interview, hear what she has to say. We're very excited to have her on because we've been talking about Argyle for years on the show. And so let's go straight to the source and find out exactly what uh, what Josephine has to say about uh, natural fancy colored diamonds and the Argyle pink diamonds specifically. Hi, Josephine. It's great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thank you. Uh, we've been really excited to have you here. And, and I, I think... One of the things I'm, I'm, I want to ask you is, how does one become a manager of Pink Diamonds for Argyle? <laughs> well, it helps to be Australian uh, because that's where the mine <laughs> is. And uh, I think a, a, a good dose of um, luck along the way. It's, it's a wonderful position to be in. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So can you tell us, uh, you know, every year <clears throat> Argyle has a tender and can you, can you let the audience know, especially those who are, are new uh, listeners to the show today, a little bit about what the Argyle Tender is and how long it's been running? Okay. So the um, Argyle Pink Diamond Signature Tender has actually been running for 32 years. It's traditionally been a trade event, so many people would not have heard of it, but they may have heard of a signature tender diamond because uh, they're very sought after. It's a global showcase of the finest 50 to 60 red, pink, violet and blue diamonds from um, our annual production. And we take that on uh, exhibition to various locations around the world, from Hong Kong to New York, London, in the past been to Mumbai, Shanghai. And we invite around 200 what I would call diamantes or diamond specialists and jewellery houses, um, some that you would have heard of and some that you would not have, the likes of Tiffany and Cartier. And they come and view the diamonds. They get two hours to sit there and examine around 60 diamonds. So that's two minutes a diamond. And they make their notes and then they place sealed bids. Um, so it's not an auction process. It's a sealed bid process. And uh, this year, um, we're halfway through that process with the tender closing on the 12th of October. Um, bidding's usually pretty intense. It's uncommon for any one company or individual to win more than two or three diamonds. But in the past, there's been some um, you know, uh, you know, outstanding years where, for example, one year we had Graf win the entire collection. That was back in the 80s. And he famously made that into one single brooch with all of the stones and then promptly sold it to the Sultan of Brunei who happened to come into his salon just as it was finished, as the story goes. Um, so it's, uh, it's a very small number of the finest of um, the diamonds from the Argyle mine each year that gets sold through this process. And and obviously it's a it's a it's a well known event within the the diamond industry within the jewelry industry. Uh, for for those who've never heard of it, what makes pink diamonds or argyle diamonds so special in the world? Mm, it's really driven by first of all their rarity. Uh, the argyle mine was discovered in the 1980s, and before that, pink diamonds were entirely sporadic. There's some very famous ones, um, 
like the Williamson Pink Diamond that um, you know, Queen Elizabeth has in a brooch, and but they were really just in the hands of royalty and, uh, and and not much beyond that. When the Argyle Mine was discovered, it was the first consistent source of pink diamonds. Um, and I say pink, but we also have the very, very red and violet diamonds and blues. And uh, whilst it, it represents about 90% of the world's pink diamond production, it's a tiny volume. Um, I manage a business where I could hold the entire year's production in my two hands. Um, it's less than one-tenth of 1% 1 of the mine's production. So literally finding these is like needles in a haystack. So that rarity really drives um, collectability. And I have to say the simply the beauty, the potency of colour that comes from Argyle is unrivaled from anywhere else. We get really vivid pinks and everything from uh, you know, cherry blossom blush through to uh, you know, incredibly deep reds and then cornflower violets and, and oceanic blues. So there's also um, the, uh, you know, the incredible beauty of the diamonds that, that drives um, desire for them. You know, I, I, I love hearing you talk about the diamonds uh, in terms of their colors because, uh, you know, from all of the argyle diamonds that we've seen over the years, it's such a spectrum of different shades and tones of pink. And it's great to hear you title them all because I understand you you, you actually also title the certain diamonds in the collection. Is that correct? That's right. Since 2008, we've been naming what we call our hero diamonds, so the exceptionals amongst the very special diamonds. And there's always a, a small handful that are so historic that we name them in recognition of the, you know, the place that they are going to take in the pages of history. Uh, this year, we have a headlining, um, there's five heroes. The, the number one hero is an incredible diamond. It's called the Argyle Violet. It's the largest violet diamond we've ever had from Argyle at 2.83 carats, which is large for an Argyle diamond and one of only three um, violet diamonds that we've ever had over a carat. And the uh, the grade on this from the GIA is a fancy deep greyish bluish violet. And when you look into the diamond, all of those colours are there and customers have described it as being uh, really lush and velvety and incredibly sort of mystical and, and, and alluring and, and she really is and, uh, and then in contrast lot number two is a um, pear-shaped fancy vivid purplish pink so purple pink and that purple pink equal 50% purple and pink makes it a really bubblegum poppy pink colour and uh, one customer described that as the happiest diamond that they've ever seen which I thought was just perfect <laughs> she's, she's like the life of the party Argyle Viva so the name Viva really reflects um, the character of, of uh, lot number two and so when we get these really uh, super special diamonds we do we do name them that's uh, that that's uh, wonderful to hear, and I'm looking forward. Today we're taping um, this interview on a Thursday, and actually I will be in New York tomorrow to to view those particular diamonds. So I'm excited about that. We'll take a short break uh, with Josephine Johnson. The number in the meantime one eight seven seven eight silver. You want to see the collection that Guildhall has? Go to guildhalldiamonds.com. Real Money Show will continue in just a few moments here. Talk Radio AM six forty. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Make sure as far as it comes as precious metals is concerned, you go to the e-store. It's been revamped. It's brand new and a great way to start investing from the comfort of your own home. Talking colored diamonds, uh, pink diamonds, as a matter of fact, Argyle, the best of the best. Back to our interview with uh, Josephine Johnson here on The Real Money Show. Now, you just mentioned a little earlier that uh, one of the diamonds was rather large, for which, which is not typical for, for diamonds. Most of the diamonds coming out of the mine in, in terms of pinks are quite small, aren't they? Yes, the largest we've ever had is 4.15 carats. And uh, on average, uh, the um, tender selection is just under one carat. So they're, they're very petite and precious. What drives the value in these diamonds is much more the potency of colour than the size. Uh, we say you know, they're the connoisseur's diamond when you're not chasing, uh, you know, sort of large, uh, blingy diamonds and you've, you know, you've got your repertoire of your whites and your yellows. Um, the real connoisseurs are chasing these rare and exceptional colours um, at this end of the spectrum. 
I was just going to ask, actually, if if who who is buying, you know, where's the end market ultimately for the pinks? I know within the industry we we covet them, but there is an there is a an end uh, an end person for those, and and who typifies those those? Is it is it truly connoisseurs or collectors, investors? Who's buying them? That's where the most growth has been in the last eight years, uh, really since um, 2008. I would say we've seen the most growth coming from the collector um, and that's been driven by a flight to rarity in all sectors. You've seen growth in art and, and uh, vintage cars and and uh, in much the same way we've seen a growth in um, the desire for um, Argyle Pink Diamonds is an alternate asset class, and um, so that's been that sort of the exciting growth story over the last few years. Traditionally, Argyle Pink Diamonds have been most popular in the USA, Japan. In Japan, even the smallest um, blush pink uh, diamond is uh, revered as this symbol of the ultimate love and, and romance. So um, very popular in the bridal market in Japan. In Australia, because of course it's our home country and we all um, hold Argyle near and dear. But in the uh, more recent times, we've seen an entirely equal um, balance of demand from all corners of the world. So we've seen India and China emerging, the Middle East. Um, Europe's always been strong. Um, uh, but now it, it, I really see this pattern of... Um, demand from all corners of the globe in, in equal measure. There's variations to, to that. You know, Japan is still very much bridal and romance. Um, the USA is a very strong collector market, so they all have their different flavours to them. But uh, it's it's a global story these days. And it, that, that, that competitiveness is also adding to the fact that every year, it, it at least from our experience, it seems that everyone comes into that tender willing to bid at a higher level than they were last year? There has been a history of uh, Argo Pink Diamonds, our tender quality diamonds, defying gravity, and uh, I expect that will continue out to end of mine life. They're, um, you know, as I said, they're very rare. This flight to rarity is a safe haven is happening um, in many collectible goods and no less so than, than our diamonds. Um, and uh, you know, secondly, they're beautiful, so you have that lovely balance of an entirely rational and entirely emotional appeal a bit like collecting art and um and then there's growing awareness of the fact that the argyle mine life is limited it's um, over 30 years now and the end of mine life is coming into focus in the next four or five years and as the virtual source source of pinks that obviously makes it a very um compelling um limited supply story so yes, they've been um, gravity-defying, and and uh, we don't see that um, slowing. I've always been curious. With each tender that comes out, do those diamonds represent what was mined over the the previous year, or is it that is it a little more curated than that? Where where you're saying, okay, uh, we've mined these over the last few years, and I think these would make great for the tender. We'd love to be able to do that, but at the end of the day, we're a mining company. Okay. <laughs> we're owned by Rio Tinto, so um, we uh, we don't have that luxury. What you see is um, the the 12 months prior. We cut off our selection in about March, April each year because you know, we start to prepare then for the tender and, and cataloging. Um, but yeah, it's, it's 12 months. This year, uh, the collection is entirely from the underground uh, we were open pit until 2014 and we now have a state-of-the-art block cave underground mine and uh, we expect to get the same qualities as we go deeper but for some reason with probably no um, uh, you know there's no 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 rhyme or reason to it it's mother nature this year um, the first collection entirely from the underground is simply superb on all factors um, and the finest that we've ever presented. So when we go back over the 32 years, this year's collection has the highest intensity of colour, the greatest percentage of vivids. It's the largest by weight in many years and it's also the highest in clarity. 
Um, and uh, we even have an internally flawless stone, which we're not known for because the way that the colour um, is created in our diamonds, it's in bands and, and with heavy graining, so we don't usually get uh, an internally flawless diamond. So we've just been given the most delightful collection this year. And so we've been asked a lot this year. We've been holding stones back because there's so many stunning um, examples of stones in, in this collection, but we haven't been there. They're just um, wonderfully from this one year's um, enterprise. That's remarkable because every year the tender comes out and there, there's, there's a theme to it, it seems. You know, I, I believe last year there was a few more blue diamonds and, and as part of the tender, if I, if I recall correctly. But what you're saying then is, in effect, the tender also represents a history of every year of the mining. So you start from the, from the top layer and you've been building, you know, working down to, to underground and each tender really represents each level of the mining uh, history. Yeah. I mean, they're so rare. It's hard to be statistically significant about the, um, what's happening in that ore body, but we definitely see different flavors each year. And that's, uh, one of the things I think that makes it so such a wonderful business to be in, um, and uh, you know, each collection is entirely unique. And just so people can understand what it, can you speak a little bit about what it takes to to bring a, a single diamond or or a, a pink out of the ground? Sure, it's. Um, so the Argyle mine is in a very remote and beautiful location in the north of Western Australia. It's all red dirt and amazing blue skies and uh, incredible desert country. And and whilst um, our diamonds, the colour comes um, from the way that the light moves through the crystal structure and not from any trace element, they do reflect the colours of the, the land that they're from. And they're one-tenth of one percent of the mine production. So there's... You know, millions of carats mined. It's a very productive mine for white and champagne uh, coloured diamonds. Um, but for the very rare pinks, um, they're, they're sorted out and uh, sent to us literally in small handfuls in the rough. Uh, they come directly from the mine site down to us in Perth where we have a polishing facility and uh, technicians and we spend around three months usually planning the stones. We've got all of the state-of-the-art technology to do that um, and there's been great advances in that in the last few years so that's very exciting because we can map all of the internal characteristics of the stone and uh, come up with a number of different models before we actually start polishing the, the diamond but it's always ultimately still in the hands of our polishers. They're grandmasters of the art, they've been with us for over 30 years and uh, the end result is always something approximating the plan, but it's still, um, you know, the, the product of their intuition and their their feeling around the diamond and and uh, their chasing colour, which is not something that you can map using any technology. So that's all about them um, orientating the, the, the diamond and the facets to, to really bring out the best colour in the diamond. So by the time that they've done that and then we get it graded by the GIA and then we certify it ourselves, it can take in normal business um, outside of the tender about six months for a diamond to come from the mine site and and be um, you know, fi- a final uh, polished product. We certify and inscribe all diamonds over 15 points, even some of the um, more potent colours under 15 points, and uh, protect that chain of custody and provenance very, very strongly. The, the diamonds um, you never leave our hands until they're sold, and then when we do sell them, we have a, uh, a network of what we call uh, select ateliers, and they're 34 retail uh, businesses around the world that if you like, are our trusted um, retail network so that the uh, end buyer can buy with full faith that they're buying um, a diamond with impeccable chain of custody and provenance. And in closing, Josephine, what what would you look for if you were at the tender looking to buy a diamond, a pink diamond? Would you look for colour? Would you look for a natural reaction? Um, Is there a specific shape you personally like? I know it's it's perfectly subjective that I, the question I'm asking. I always think it should be like buying art because if um, 
I was buying a diamond personally, I'd want to be able to enjoy it. There are diamonds on the table that I'm drawn to again and again, and they're not always the most potent of colours, but there's something really lively or captivating about them for me. It, it might be because when I loop it, you know, there's a pink diamond, you can see flashes of red or purple in there, and you know, it sort of opens up into this sort of miniature galaxy inside the diamond. Um, sometimes I fall in love with the really soft colours as well in ovals and cushion shapes that are very elegant. Um, so if I... I always say that people should buy, the most value is in the most intensity of the colour. So, you know, buy the most intense colour that you can afford, but most importantly, fall in love with the diamond first. Josephine Johnson, I want to thank you so much for being on The Real Money Show today. Um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing the tender myself and uh, in person, and uh, we hope to, to have another conversation with you again soon. Thank you. Enjoy the viewing tomorrow. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye. So, Jeremy, what do you think? A lot of information there, right? That was a lot of information. Uh, a lot of things we already knew a little bit yep. about, but it was great to bring that to the audience. I certainly learned a lot about the the actual tender collection itself, which I'd been very curious about how it comes together as a collection. Um, great to know that she actually names the diamonds. And you can really hear the passion she has for uh, the pink diamonds and, and of course, the other colors that are part of the collection. And I, I felt that that passion for natural fancy colored diamonds does come through. And it was also interesting to, to hear about how the rest of the globe is really coming, getting involved in the market. We feel it at Guildhall in terms of we can we sense from the industry side that it's ever more competitive to, to try to get one of these diamonds. But the fact that the globe collectors and investors and connoisseurs are trying to get at these diamonds shows that it, it demonstrates why the prices continue to rise in this market because there's simply not enough of them to go around. So there's always a demand for these markets. Um, I found it interesting that Japan is still more interested for weddings right. and engagement for pinks because they just love the color and the beauty of it. Whereas in the U.S. it's really for collectors. And that was really one of the questions I was aiming to, to find out was, you know, who is the end user for these natural fancy colored diamonds? For Guildhall, a lot of our end users are uh, both the collector and as well the investor looking for that alternative hard asset, something that has a solid track record. I mean, over the last 10 years, uh, pink diamonds as a whole, not just the argyle diamonds and not just the tender diamonds, because as we were saying, tender diamonds are a very specific diamond because those really are the best of the best pinks out there. And so the, the appreciation on those diamonds can be dramatic but it's you know pink diamonds as a whole have gone up over 200 percent in the last uh, decade so it does make sense that people would look towards this market as an alternative asset to hold protect wealth grow wealth and i think for myself what makes it an interesting market is it's not quite as subjective as say the art market which has done very very well in low interest rate environment where the where the government or central banks have been printing a lot of money. People are looking for places to store wealth, right. hard assets like real estate, art, collectibles of some kind, and natural fancy colored diamonds. And I really also liked, as a, as a final point, I, I enjoyed the way she would go and purchase a pink diamond, what she would be looking for. Of course, try to find the strongest color within your price range and pick something that really speaks to you because ultimately... It's it's for yours to enjoy. But we've always maintained, you know, the first thing that you, when you're purchasing a natural fancy colored diamond, the first thing that you should be looking at is color. color. Um, you know, evenly saturated diamonds of, you know, with great, great strong color. The other thing that was interesting, Jeremy, we always have maintained as well that the diamond picks you. You don't pick the diamond. Right. I mean, especially when we're bringing, we're talking about pinks right now, but we're talking about yellows. When people come to buy, you know, a yellow diamond, whether it's an intense or a vivid uh, or even, a, you know, a fancy diamond as a starter, the, you know, you show somebody 10, 15, 20 diamonds, they always come back to one or two stones and they finally, you know, come down to those two stones and they pick one. And it's an incredible as well. A, a lot of women pick yellow 
um, because it's all about the size. And when men come in, they go for the pink. They want the investment. They're looking for the investment and the return of what they're going to get. Um, and it's it's just a natural fancy color diamonds, and especially from the Argyle mine. Now, I don't know. You know, they produce 90% of the world's pinks. Now, 90% of the world's pinks, it's only one-tenth of 1% 1 of their total production. Mm -hmm. So those 63 diamonds that they're bringing uh, to the market, to the tender, is just so small, minute, in comparison to what they've actually got. And a lot of diamonds that come out of the ground, um, you know, are, are light pinks. Um, they have a lot of inclusions, even when they're cutting them. You can only cut and polish and take out so much of the inclusions. It's like starting off with a potato and it's got eyes in it and you keep on peeling it and peeling There's it. nothing left. And then you've got nothing left except a core. I mean, basically, that's what's happening, you know, with cutting and polishing pink diamonds. We have in our collection argyle diamonds that have the argyle insignia on, um, on the diamond. But we also have Argyle diamonds. We know it's Argyle product, but it's been cut and polished and like recut, mm -hmm. and the insignia is come is actually been polished off of the diamond. But that's how we get to VS and VVS quality stones, is because when Argyle produces, they don't want to cut and polish the stone away to nothing. They're all, all interested in the color and the size of the diamond. So they really don't mind if it's SI1 or SI2, sure. but I do. I want to see a VS or a VVS diamond because that's the diamond that's going to increase in value at a rapid rate. Yeah, they have to accept the diamond as it is, right? right. But, you know, just as an example, we have a 0.53 intense pink vs2 currently it's selling for and we're talking just over half a carat and it's selling for over two hundred and twenty-five thousand canadian right. and a diamond like that even two years ago you could have got under a hundred and fifty thousand dollars so they are moving up rapidly if you can get a argyle diamond and if it has the insignia, you know, it's about the provenance of the diamond. There are plenty of diamonds that get recut that you can, that it's it's clearly Argyle uh, material, or you, you can actually even get the the Argyle information of the diamond that still comes with the, di with the diamond. And you can tell that two points or two points of a carat have been removed in order to improve clarity. But I have to say, speaking of Josephine, was an absolute pleasure. I hope we get to have her back on the show. And it certainly made me very excited to get to that tender tomorrow and start looking at some of those hero diamonds and then look to some of the diamonds that we're going to try to bid and bid big on because we really want to get one this year. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com or to see the collection, go to guildhalldiamonds.com. A little more of The Real Money Show coming right up. Talk radio, AM640. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Make sure you spend some time and concentrate on that e-store. It's all uh, it's been new, or at least it is new, and it's uh, it's ready to go. Jeremy, take us home. That's right. So we've got our new e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Mm -hmm. If you're new to the market or just want to get some more physical precious metals in your portfolio or in your hand, simply go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. We've got lots of new products on the site. We've got the Canadian Exchange that we've been uh, having requests for, and of course now you can pay by PayPal, which which is also another feature. If you're looking to buy on a regular basis, we've also introduced a monthly buyers program, which, uh, as we mentioned earlier, has become quite popular. Anyone who has uh, RSPs, one of the biggest questions, just to change change uh, tone for a moment here, one of the largest questions we've had is, can we use existing funds from my RSP? So I've got an RSP, I've got money in it, can I use those funds with the RSP investment with Guildhall? The answer is absolutely yes. You are allowed to transfer funds between institutions without penalty. That's where Questrade comes in, yeah? Exactly. Right. So if I have an account with CIBC, RBC, TD, and I want to move some of funds, any and a portion of it, all of it, some cash in that portfolio, we are allowed to move those funds or or the, the investments to another brokerage another investment firm and maintain it within the RSP so we're not getting penalized. Sometimes there's an outgoing fee for it, like a hundred dollars sure. to do that. But uh, if you're doing, I believe if you're investing over 25,000, um, Questrade will actually rebate that back to you. And so it allows you to move money over to the Questrade account and then you can purchase physical 
precious metals. It's amazing. It is it is amazing, especially when they go to the depository to personally audit their product. It'll be nice to, for the first time to be enlightened, actually, what's in your RSP, because right now you probably don't know, right? <laughs> right. Well, the other thing is, well, if you were you know, transferring 25,000 US over, you're mm-hmm. also going to get five grams of gold. Um, right. You know, it's a bonus, which will cover any fees, but it's, you know, a nice little gift to give away Christmas time, you know, to your family, your kids. Um, the RSP and the TFSA, great investments. A lot of people also have Lyft accounts, um, locked-in accounts as well. Uh, we can you know, use those accounts, uh, help you unlock them to, to invest in gold and silver. We only sell LBMA approved products. So all the 100 ounce bars are Royal Mint. Uh, 10 ounce bars are Royal Mint mm-hmm. in the silver. Um, the kilo bars are Republic bars, Republic metal, which is also an LBMA approved uh, refinery. The gold is all uh, Royal Canadian Mint. So we're a Canadian company. We prefer to sell Canadian product mm-hmm. to Canadians for their retirement plans. Um, I believe you can put, if you've never invested in a, a TFSA uh, and you're over 25 years old, you can put as much as $46,500 into that account. So if you haven't been investing and you feel that this is the time to do it, um, it is a great investment. It is tax-free. Uh, and again, once you... Sp- make a purchase in a TFSA and you take the profit off the table. If you take that cash out of that account, you can't reinvest it till the following calendar year. Okay. But a lot of people, uh, we've had a couple of clients that bought in at $14 silver uh, and sold at $19 and came in to our premises and then bought some physical with the profit as well to just take home. So, you know, this is a great opportunity. Price of silver, just over $19 an ounce US. Gold, just 13 13 13 20 in that range. Great time to buy. We feel that these prices will not stay at this level for very long. Jeremy, a couple of final thoughts. Well, again, Jeff Berwick's article that uh, Warren Buffett is has the most out of the stock market than he's had um ever at Berkshire Hathaway. And uh, that's according to Jeff Berwick. And then, of course, we've got Germany's second largest bank cutting dividends, firing a fifth of its its workforce, signaling that there are problems with the banking system in, in Europe, that there is contagion. Protect yourselves, own physical precious metals. Contact Guildhall will find the right type of investment for you for precious metals, whether it's the depository, the e-store to just take it home directly or put it into your RSP. And then, of course, we're very excited to be headed to the tender. It was fantastic speaking with Josephine Johnson, the manager of Pink Diamonds at Guildhall. What a job she's got. At Argyle, Argyle. you mean. At Argyle. She could come come to work for Guildhall. (laughs) She knows knows enough about the product. (laughs) She might pass. Yeah, she'll pass. And uh, now, for anyone that wants to view their own sort of Argyle viewing tender, Come to Guildhall, set up an appointment, and you can see the uh, multiple Argyle diamonds that we have on offer for collectors, investors, connoisseurs. Argyles are great diamonds to be a part of, great investments, great alternative investments, and they they have one hell of a track record. Till next time, guys, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Looking forward to hearing your words from the tender this weekend. On next week's show, The Real Money Show, right here on Talk Radio, AM 640.